0: Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and Culture, a PCM podcast where we talk about how to maneuver through today's hot topics while maintaining a grasp on our testimony and relationship with God.
1: Wow, three months, three episodes into this intersection of faith and culture. Hi, I'm Ted, and uh, I'm surprised she's still hanging sticking with me here. Katie Smith on the other end of our Zoom connection (laughs) here. Hey, Katie. Hey! <laughs> all right, so as we're recording this, um, we're during a still a period of social distancing type thing, or physical distancing, and uh, recording from home and all that, and most families are having a record amount of time at home, and couples and families are, but we're seeing things starting to loosen up a little bit. How are you handling at your home right now?
0: Oh, we are so funny. We love being at home, so we just, we're like, this is great. I, I, I'm having a hard time because I like hugs. So <laughs> there's some tension there.
1: <laughs> so your your teenage boys are giving you the excuse, mom, we can't, we can't, the COVID, I can't right. get off of me. Right. That's right. <laughs> are, are your family members, the last time we talked last month, you were kind of testing each other's patience as my family was as well. Um, still testing each other's patience or have you kind of settled down and everybody knows what to expect?
0: Oh man, you know, God has been so good to us. I. For those who are struggling, I just want to say like change is possible and uh, it always starts with the mama. (laughs) So to the extent that I own the ways that I'm not loving my family well, like I just apologize for that it changes everything and so we've we've kind of hit a beautiful, beautiful groove. It's it's kind of unbelievable. I'm really grateful.
1: Well and also as we're recording this, Mother's Day is this coming up weekend. And so happy Mother's Day a little earlier. Thanks. And Thank I'm you. reminded of the power of moms. When I was a student <laughs> pastor, you know, we were often told in church growth seminars and things that the number one person that determines whether or not a family comes to a church, stays at a church is the mm. mama. Because in the number one thing she's thinking about, are my kids safe here? And number two, are there people around me that I can be friends with? And wow, so, I did
0: not know that statistic, but that's yeah. definitely true in my home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so mom, you you all have all the power and I and I don't I don't assume differently at my house either. So, this is the intersection of faith and culture. And what it is, Katie's a believer, I'm a believer. We both love the Lord with all our hearts, and so do our spouses. We're blessed in that way. And uh, um but there's times that living in this world can be difficult because the way that our culture as a whole embraces different things. And so we're going to slam right into another intersection here coming up in just a little bit of how can we, how can Katie as a Christian young mom and me as a, as a Christian dad, how can we handle these issues? And so I'm going to lead off by this. Social media and media consumption in general, TV, Netflix, and all that stuff, has it been greater for your family during this time?
0: Oh, gosh, yes. Yes. <laughs> not gonna lie, we we were watching a lot of movies, a lot of TV. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it, actually. We're, we so we'll get into that in a sec, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. In fact, I'm looking over your right shoulder there. There's a Star Wars book or some kind of Lego. That's Star right. Wars Book there. So yeah. are you are you all Star Wars, sci-fi, uh, Trekkies, and that kind of stuff?
0: You know, one of the mistakes I've made is not getting into my kids' favorite media. That's one of my mistakes. So I'm making up for it now. I'm yeah. trying to get into Star Wars. Oh, there you go.
1: Are you like starting from the very beginning and going all the way through, or or what?
0: Oh gosh, you want me to be honest? Yeah,
1: yeah of course.
0: <laughs> I'm trying not to fall asleep through the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: just, I, I know so many people right now are probably gasping, and I probably just like alienated ninety percent of the oh, no. listeners.
1: My, uh, um, our vice president here at J103, Justin, he hadn't seen any of them. Oh, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, at all. And so uh, very few often you see that. Well, in my opinion, in our house too, our media consumption is through the roof, Netflix, Amy and I. I was on vacation one week during the everybody stay at Home. Other than that, I was here at the radio station every day uh, like normal. My life didn't really change much. But during that week, we binged a few different uh, shows through the week, and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about those. So in my opinion... Our current media, uh, before we actually jump head, head first into the intersection, is wanting this virus and this whole condition. In my, and again, in my opinion, the current media, are they want it to continue because mm-hmm. they are so afraid that should everything go back to normal and, and this virus and all the fear and the numbers and the death tolls and all of that, which are real, they're real, mm-hmm. should those go away, then their ratings are going to drop. And so mm-hmm. the more afraid that they can make us, The more we'll tune in to hear the latest news, and and don't get me wrong, as I said, the deaths are real, but many are running scared.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's a real. It feels like a real push-me-pull-you kind of situation where, like, uh, my husband has a chronic illness with lupus. We've talked about that you and I privately, and. Um, You know, so he needs to know what's going on. He needs to know what's open and what's not. He needs to know the numbers. But yeah, I agree with you. The way the media handles it is just ridiculous. So I turn it off. I I can't be in the room for more than like 20 minutes with the news on.
1: Well, as of today, where is your family as far as getting back to normal? Are you Mm. slow to go to get back out into society or are you everybody get out and get going right now?
0: Well, I mean, sadly, I I have a lot of empathy for people who have family members who are sick. So our lives have changed forever. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. Like I'm dreaming about seeing people face to face. And I'm like, I'm going to be that weird person that always has to wear a mask because of my husband's vulnerability. And so even now, if I go out, it's super anxiety producing. And then I come home and I like, you know, change in the side room next to the house so that I'm not bringing that the germs that might've landed on my clothes in the house. I wear gloves. I wipe down the entire car with um, wet wipes when I get out. I mean, so my life has changed forever, I think, or at least for the foreseeable future until there's a vaccine. But I think we're even gonna talk about that.
1: Sure, yeah, I think so. All right, so during this period of sheltering at home, Uh, Many industries have seen just a drastic rise. Zoom, for one thing, that we're talking on right now. I wish I had had the foresight to buy stock in Zoom uh, (laughs) before all this started. Uh, Restaurant delivery. Grocery stores, they seem to be on the rise. Hiring. I saw the other day where Walmart's hiring like 200,000 employees just to keep up with the boom. Um, Home delivery. And then Netflix and the other entertainment (laughs) membership hubs and things. And so... We're in the intersection now. We're right there getting ready to come in there. Has your, you, I mentioned your family's consumption of online TV viewing has increased. Would you say as a oh, whole? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh,
0: our, yeah. Our son's graduated this year, and what used to be like our three-hour um, reading time has shifted to th- three-hour movie time. So, wow. so that's what we're doing in the evenings.
1: So what types of programming does your family – consume? And if you're too hesitant to answer yeah. that question, I'll be glad to go first. That's up to you.
0: Um, you always inspire me, so you go first.
1: All right. All right. So my family, uh, of course, a normal TV, on a normal week, my wife and I will watch Survivor together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when The Amazing Race is on, we'll watch that. We've watched Big Brother before. Um, I have a daughter, we'll talk about this, who doesn't live with us. Uh, she has her own house, and, and uh, she's a bachelor fan. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I've been guilty of getting lured into that and watching that with her. And once you get, once, and and this is true with so many of these shows, once you get engaged in the show and you get started, you're hooked and now you're going to watch it every week, no matter what kind of trash it is. Um, and, uh, um, and so, but then on Netflix though, my wife and I, we started watching out the very first thing we ever binged watched was making of a murderer. You remember that true story of the guy out west, um, uh, Midwest is what it was, and they they don't know if, the, if he was set up or, or what. It's a true, it's true story, and it was kind of the documentary on, on him, and it went through all the court battles. And, and I tell you, at the end of that, you just felt sorry for the guy because you can see where this mm-hmm. court system may have been corrupt, where this plea may have been corrupt, and where they did that. Or the guy just may have been a murderer, but you don't know that for sure. It leaves you to believe whatever. Um, so that was the first one we watched. And then we got into the Stranger Things, uh, oh, yeah. series. If y'all watch that one, that's yeah, that's love. sci-fi. I figured your boys would probably love that one there, mm-hmm. and we did. And that one there, to me, a little bit scary at times for for small kids, but uh, for teenagers, for me. And an adult, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but that one to me was more family friendly, you know, if you will. And if you grew up like I did, and you were probably the end of that era, um, you know, a lot of that stuff back in the '80s and stuff just really, you know, was familiar to you and things. And then from there, my wife and I went into the TV show because it was recommended to us by some good Christian people we rec- we, we, we respect, the TV show Dexter. Um, again, a Netflix series. It's about a serial, serial killer. And what he does is he only kills other serial killers. And, uh, and he, he's a medical examiner, so he knows how to get away with Murder, all that kind of stuff. And so we watched that series, and that series, had we'll, we'll talk about what all that involved. And then most recently, while we were on vacation, while I was on vacation during coronavirus, we watched Tiger King, which is the number one rated Netflix show right now. We watched Ozarks with Justin Bateman, uh, that series there. And we watched the little mini six-episode Waco, which was the story about uh, the Branch Davidians there in uh, um, in Waco, Texas, which is a sad uh, but true story there. So before we go and we dissect all of that, and then we're going to put Katie on the spot and find out what she wants to do, I want to remind you, before we get too deep in this, that J103, Partners for Christian Media, who provides this podcast for you there, the faith, uh, the Intersection of Faith and Culture, also has a, a ministry called The Big Share. Uh, the Big Share app, actually, you can get it on your down on your phones right now just by going to uh, your app store and download the Big Share. And it's a way for you to record your story, either your favorite Bible verse, how you came to know Jesus, or or any of those things, and it'll take you through that step-by-step. Step. And then you can actually upload that by just pushing a button to your social media and uh, also to the Come On, Let's Go site, comeonlettsgo.com, and they can put that up there as well. So check it out on your app store, the Big Share app. All right, Katie, I just unloaded to you all the shows that I've watched. What's your opinion on them? Do you know anything about them? What questions do you have?
0: Okay. So I asked some of my friends and, uh, one of my favorite comedians, he's doing a thing on tiger King right now. And he's a family friendly comedian. So I eventually I'm going to have to check out tiger King, but I haven't yet. Um, Ozarks, I haven't checked that out. Somebody admitted to me that it was a guilty pleasure of theirs. So <laughs> yeah, I'm that. like, Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Um, Dexter, I have no clue what that is. So you'll have to get back to me on that one. Um, and then we really, my husband especially loves like things about um, murder and stuff like that. So Waco sounds really interesting. We actually watched, um, well, the boys were watching the men folk in the Smith household. were watching JFK last night. Oh, cool. It was the, the the one with Kevin Costner. And I oh. highly recommend it, but it's it's not a kid like under sixteen, no.
1: Yeah. But
0: um, sixteen and up, um, brilliant. And then you can fact check everything. Like we're such nerds, we fact check everything when we see something. And we were really surprised at how many things were verifiable from JFK. I don't think it's called JFK, but um, I know what you're Kevin Costner JFK. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, oh gosh, my my, I will never be able to get away from Downton Abbey.
1: Downton, Downton Abbey. Now, love I uh, my wife watched that one, too, um, yeah. all the way through, and then I, to be the good husband and to earn some points, I took her to the movie, Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. I'm telling What'd you. What would you think? Well, my gosh, it was like the best 90 minutes of sleep I'd had all year. It was <laughs> great. Um, no. Okay, so I no, agree no, with no, you. No.
0: I did not love the movie. Mm-mm. No, it was... I, I was disappointed. I, again,
1: anytime I go see a movie in the evening, and I haven't mm-hmm. had a nap that day I'm in danger of, of you know, nodding off. Um, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, I can see where you, know, you would get engrossed in that show on a weekly yeah. basis, a, a television yeah. show. So my wife is yeah. like your husband. She loves the murder mysteries, and she loves Snap and the first 48 and, and mm-hmm. all those type things. She said she remembered as a child, or as a teenager rather, growing up in Unsolved Mysteries that mm-hmm. show was on, and she can remember being scared to death halfway through it, you know. But, uh, again, that's part yeah. of, of what attracts her to it. The sad thing is most of the shows, well, not most of them, several of the shows that I mentioned, Dexter, Tiger King, The Ozarks, I I have to say is definitely not family-friendly shows. Mm-hmm. I, when I was a youth pastor, I would definitely not recommend those shows to, to my students. But yet, here I am, 53 years old, and I'm watching them. Um mm-hmm dexter ozarks nudity violence language the the f word in ozarks is almost every sentence almost mm-hmm. and it it's so it, it from that standpoint it's so bad but yet the writing and the plot and the storyline and, mm-hmm. and getting you hooked on it is so good that it just it just pulls you in there
0: so that tension is so real like um i i'm a super sensitive soul so I can't watch things about murder, especially if it's real. My imagination is extremely vivid. And so um, those kinds of things really hurt my heart. And then, um, but, there's this tension, right? So like my sons have done like this whole, like basically master's level study of writers and producers. And like, we took them on a field trip once to USC when we were living in Southern California and we got to walk through and I highly recommend this, this is free. By the way, if you go to USC, the, the university, um, you can walk through where, why am I blanking? George Lucas. Thank you. Mm-hmm. George Lucas, and, um, uh, Steven Spielberg. All their posters are on the wall. They signed it. So you can walk where they walked. And you, you can see what they did with the money that they made. They invested it in a school, which is amazing. Um, so I, I love that. Like, I love extracting things from the story. But I'm so sensitive. And then, like, um, my husband grew up, no cussing at all. None yeah. at all. Yeah. So that's that's really his, his uh, limit. He doesn't – he'll tolerate it, but not the F word. And then for me, I'm like, if I hear it and it becomes normalized, I pick it up. It's just, you know, it's a vernacular and I don't want to pick that up. So um, that's something I'm always praying through, actually. It's like, is, are the words that are coming out of my mouth edifying? And then like, what am I putting in? Is that going to help?
1: Yeah. <laughs> or hinder my behavior you know so, so you know, basically basically we've just we've just uh made aware that i'm going to be the person that katie when she goes to her small group bible study is like hey i've got this friend and we need to pray for him because uh you know no morally he's got some things he needs to deal with here so no way
0: no are, are, way it's there, always about the heart
1: there you go are there any shows that that you and your husband or family watch that or have watched that you would probably wouldn't be comfortable sharing with your pastor um that would podcast.
0: be breaking bad um so see, we yeah, watched that in 2012 that yeah we watched that in 2012 we didn't tell anybody in fact talking to you yesterday is like the first time i admitted watching that show um, but the writing was so good and it takes you i mean you see this guy who's motivated by wanting to take care of his family and he he's diagnosed with cancer he's been a teacher his whole life he's actually pretty brilliant he early in his career you know he was he was given a raw deal and his chemistry partner for lack of better understanding on my part um, stole his idea, stole his company. So he spent his whole adult life and married years just being a teacher, not saving any money. And now he gets his cancer diagnosis. And he's like, I know how to make money. I'm, I know how to cook a terrible drug. I'm going to do it. And he does it. And so you, you watch his whole process of where giving into fear and greed takes him and for me that is such a powerful reminder that any of us can can justify anything right we yeah. can say but i had the best of intentions and then it takes us down a road we never intended and so um i have to keep a very close watch on my shadow <laughs> I just I cannot entertain anything that's not going to be good.
1: <laughs> well, see Breaking Bad for you. Okay, so with that, obviously I haven't yeah. seen Breaking Bad. I heard of it. Yeah. I knew what it was about. Um, is, is there violence, nudity, language? What all of the above?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So all of that. Um, there's not a lot of nudity. Um, that's a line that every all all the Smiths have. We don't do nudity at all in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, and. If you know, even if there's like a steamy scene between a husband and wife, we're like, you know, we don't really need to watch that. And then as I've matured, I've been like, you know, it's just that between a husband and wife is so precious. Yeah. That I don't I don't want to make light of that or make that common. Sure. So that's where I go with it.
1: So okay, so the violence and the and the language and things that are in Breaking Bad. How did you guys justify, because again, I'm not pointing at you because yeah. I've got three fingers pointing right back at me <laughs> for my show, Ozarks. Yeah. Ozarks, to me, sounds like the Breaking Bad for you uh, yeah. because the characters and the writing was so, and, and a guy, it was just a guy taking care of his family in Ozarks. Mm-hmm. You know, he just mm-hmm. happened to fall into laundering money for the drug cartel in Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. How do you justify that? How do That's you, a really good point. Growing yeah. up in vacation Bible school and in Sunday school mm-hmm. and at church, you know all these things. You know the scripture verses about, uh, yeah. finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, mm-hmm. what is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence or is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Right. I, I know right. garbage in, garbage out. I was a youth pastor teaching against. So how mm-hmm. in the world are we justifying watching those things mm. while still being a, a sold-out believer?
0: That is a really good question. I wish my husband were right here next to me <laughs> because for him, I, I'm sure he would say it just doesn't stick with me. Um, it's not something that he thinks about after the show. Um, it's not something that affects his heart or his mind. Um, so that's how he justified it. I justified it because when we watched it in 2012, we were weighing some really intense stuff and I, I, I treated it maybe like many people do. I treated it as an escape. Um, I don't recommend watching that show, actually. Um, and with my friends, I never mentioned that I've watched it. Um, I'm bringing it up here because I think it's extremely relatable. You know, you mentioned the Bible verses. I didn't grow up like that. My family was more like Breaking Bad. So, um, So my family would have been like, this is great. You know, we can relate yeah. to this.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Um,
0: but yeah, no, I don't recommend
1: it. (laughs) I was gonna say, should we watch shows that we feel necessary when we're introducing them to our friends by saying, now this is not family friendly, but it's a great show. You know, Mm. should we, should we do that? Um, why do we as, why do we feel, let me put it this way. If Breaking Bad was a movie and it was in a movie theater, would you and your husband go see it?
0: At this point? No. Because But but you'd watch it in your home
1: but you'd watch it in your home though. Uh,
0: so then it would be um I would ask everybody why? Why do we want to watch this? Yeah. Um why are we drawn to this? What about this is useful or good? And we have that conversation a lot. Um so we you know, I think being conscious of what you're doing is a huge part of maturing in Christ. And so often we're just not conscious of it. Like um I mentioned down in abbey, I have a I haven't watched that in a while. And now I'm like, you know, I love the scenery, but I don't love the writing. And would I watch it again? Probably not. Um, I'm watching Doc Martin right now. <laughs> and except for the first two episodes, I would recommend that one.
1: <laughs> I have no beautiful. clue what Doc Martin is. So you're gonna have to oh. fill me in on that one there.
0: Okay, so this is a, another, um, it's a PBS, another PBS production. Um, and it's all about this doctor who has these uh, really severe idiosyncrasies, but he's also a genius and he really helps people, but he also really alienates people because of uh, he has no bedside manner. He was raised in a, in a very isolated home. He was basically emotionally abandoned by his parents. So I watch it now and I'm like, oh, this gives me insight into you know this person who's a lot like that, or, um, you know, watching how his wife responds to him. I'm like, whoa, I've done that. And that was not useful. So for me, um, I guess I'm always introspective about that. And, and uh, the scenery is beautiful too. It's in England, it's just gorgeous.
1: Wow, I just learned something, and I just pulled it up here uh, beside the Zoom screen here, just a little brief synopsis of it there. So uh, we'll go from there. You know, my daughter is like many godly young ladies who love watching The Bachelor. I mentioned that, and I'd gotten hooked on it before. Um, but she says, I asked her, I said, okay, Lauren, I'm not judging. I'm just asking you. You're almost thirty years old. How can you? And she's a very godly young lady. I said, how can you justify watching that show? And, and call yourself a believer. And she says, well, dad, she says, I, I mean, there's certain shows that I know I can't watch. I can't <laughs> watch shows that have a lot of gore or real intent shows about the occult or things like that, because those get into my spirit. And they mm-hmm. really kind of bother me throughout the day. and and uh, Or if I'm at home by myself and my thoughts are quiet, my thoughts will go there to those things. Um, one of our, our other uh, uh, friends here that works at the radio station, she said that uh, Walking Dead was kind of her, um, you know, go-to show. Again, because of her, one of her children watched that show, teenage children watched that show. Mm-hmm. So she kind of bonded with them over the show. But she said mm-hmm. the gore of that kind of got to her from time to time. Mm-hmm. I think what Lauren said kind of hit home to me and that was dad, if it I, I can't watch it, if it gets into my spirit mm. again, I want to make sure that I'm, cause I kind of feel that way, that these other shows that I've watched Ozarks, my wife and I loved watching that together. We're, we're, we're waiting for the next season to come out next year. We binged watched <laughs> four watch seasons <laughs> in, in like a week and a half, two weeks. And so that was a big investment. There's a lot of episodes there. Um, but it didn't get in my spirit. You know, it was just kind of sitting back and, you know, okay, it's entertainment and it's good entertainment for as far as dragging you in, pulling you along, not morally. Um, but it didn't get in my spirit. I'm not wanting to go out and be like Marty and launder money for the drug cartel, you know, and those type Mm -hmm. things. Um, is that a difference? Can you protect your spirit? Can we still allow that stuff into our minds without letting it embed in our spirit?
0: Yeah, I'm here in the back of my mind, I'm hearing one of my mentors right now say, if you never put the idea in, in the first place, (laughs) it's going to be a whole lot harder to remember it and take action on it later. Yeah. And, um, so that to me is a very sobering thought. You know, when the Lord says we're accountable for how we spend our time, like I'm with the lady in your in your office, your coworker, who I watch for um, Walking Dead with my son to bond with him. I have a son who he reads all the old horrors, um, I'm <laughs>
1: Frankenstein, Mummy, yeah, Dracula, yeah. Mary all Shelley,
0: all that stuff. Yeah. So he he watches a lot of that, but um, or not watches, he reads it which I'm like, whoa! I cannot even do that. So Walking Dead for him was a way that we could bond. And then I found that I was more addicted to it than he was. And so eventually I had to cut myself off. But I still want to go to Georgia just to see, like I'm in Tennessee. I still want to go to Georgia to see where they filmed
1: it. <laughs> that is too funny. Hey, listen, while we're talking about media, let me give you some media that's definitely family friendly, that's definitely not in question whatsoever. And that's J Radio. You always know when you're listening to J Radio, no matter what genre of music you like, if you like rock music, if you like rap music, you like Christian contemporary music, you like country, you like um, inspiration, you want to go out and run and you want a good playlist there. Well, that's what J Radio is all about. It's it's all family-friendly, positive, encouraging music that you can listen to. It's not all necessarily Christian. There's some, depending on what uh, a membership you sign up for or what level you set for you and your family, uh, you can have music that may not be necessarily Christian, but it is positive and encouraging and safe for your family. Check it out. There's apps for both uh, um, iPhone and Android. It's jradio.com, JRadio. Dot com. All right, so Katie and I here at the intersection of faith and culture, we're talking today about different media, Netflix series, TV shows, and those type things that um, maybe podcasts too. other are out there. I know there's some friends of mine that listen to a lot of those murder podcasts and mm-hmm. murder investigation. Um, Hebrews 10, 26 says, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, There is there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. You know, when I was a youth pastor, Katie, I quoted Plugged In all the time. Plugged In is a resource from Focus on the Family, and and it's a great movie and TV show review. If you want to find out what a movie or a TV show is all about before you let your kids be exposed to it, read the Plugged In. They're going to tell you everything in there. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent, still am, still am a big proponent of that. But nowadays, it seems like my boundaries have kind of laxed or deteriorated or whatever should they you know uh, the question is am i still allowing the holy spirit to lead me and guide me
0: well that's the million dollar question that this isn't about you know following a list of rules it was never supposed to be about that um however (laughs) you know the law of gravity exists because if you do x you know if you drop a rock it's gonna fall it's gonna hurt somebody maybe so the, you know, the laws or the guidelines that we have, they're there to protect our hearts. They're there to protect our minds. They're there to show us the way to life. So, you know, I feel, I feel guilty that I've been talking about these adult shows right now because I'm like, oh yeah, this one and this one or even teenage shows. I I just want to say to like moms and dads who've drawn the line where they're like no PG-13 or no Um, you know they have their standards like I just want to affirm that that if God has put that in your heart absolutely like don't let anybody sway you from that but if it's become a law that you're a slave to where you won't watch a history movie because it's pg-13 like I would just say like let's take that before the Lord and make sure that our joy and our salvation is in the is being celebrated in the finished work of Christ and not what we're bringing and then again like if you're not like, if that causes you to stumble, oh my gosh, the, the Lord tells us not to cause others to stumble. So I don't want to be that person who's like, oh yeah, watch something that's not going to be good for you or that's right. going to cause problems or nightmares. Like, no, 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 this is, this is definitely about the word of God and, and his best for you. And so work that out. That's good.
1: Well, <laughs> and, and see, and that's where I'm, I'm struggling with the whole issue here is, um, I don't want to cause anybody to stumble that's why I don't I don't drink alcohol I mean I, I don't have a problem with any of my friends or family members that do I choose not to for that reason not because mm-hmm. I think it's sin but because right. unless you get drunk and I know that's a sin it says so um, but I, I don't want to cause anybody to stumble and by mentioning these shows that I've watched and that when the next season of, of Ozarks comes out I'm gonna watch that with my wife you know, Am I causing somebody to stumble? Could I? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be flat out and say that kids, you probably shouldn't, parents, you shouldn't let your kids watch any of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, somebody who knows the Lord and and, uh, um, and and is connected to the Holy Spirit and feels the conviction when the Holy Spirit convicts you, the Holy Spirit hasn't convicted me of of mm-hmm. these shows that I personally, Ted Gokey, shouldn't watch these shows. Now, there are mm-hmm. shows that he does do that to without a shadow of a doubt. Downton Abbey? No, I'm kidding. Um, but but he he does tell me from time to time there are things you shouldn't watch. You don't need mm-hmm. to see that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so I don't.
0: Oh oh, can I speak to that for a second? Yeah yeah. Okay, so I stopped. Um, so I'm 41 now, but about a decade ago, I stopped getting magazines because I was like, when I look at that, I want that, and it breeds discontentment in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so even now, there are certain shows I. Like I stopped following Arabian weddings on Instagram because the weddings are so over the top that I found my heart just starting to pine for that, just wanting to pine for that. And, you know, that's not what God wants for us. Like, yeah, if I, if I felt like, Ooh, this would really honor God to celebrate my marriage and like renew my vows and do something crazy awesome. Absolutely. So don't hear me say like there's something wrong with a big wedding. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. What I was looking at was causing my heart to drift from Jesus, and I don't want my heart to drift from Jesus. So I decided, for me, magazines were out for a
1: season. (laughs) Some Arabian
0: weddings are out right now.
1: (laughs) I I, I preached a sermon one time in a church called, uh, um, let me see if I can remember the title, Um, Affluenza is what I called mm. it. Affluenza. And, and I talked about how, and I, and I, I totally ripped off this illustration from somebody and I can't remember who, so whoever you were, thank you. Um, but uh, I was out mowing the grass one day and it was hot. And, and, uh, and then I, I got done mowing the grass and I, I, I refinished my deck and, you know, stained it and all that stuff. And, and then I went out and did some else in the yard and, and I got done and I got me a glass of lemonade and I sat on my deck and I sat there and I looked and, and everything, the yard nice and cut, manicured and everything, and the deck nice and, and and stained, and everything was looking good with that. And then I went inside and sat down in the air conditioning, and there on the table was a magazine. And what was the name of that title? Um, uh, bet, uh, homes and Garden? No, it wasn't Homes and Garden. It was Better Homes and Garden. And as I looked through that magazine, wh- wh- whose house was that better? It was better than mine, better than my house. And so suddenly I thought, I can't get over this deck that I'm sitting on. This looks like terrible firewood. Why am I, you know, anyway, my whole perception changed from being Mm -hmm. satisfied to, Oh my goodness, I need Mm -hmm. this here. So I know exactly Mm -hmm. what you mean there Mm -hmm. when it comes to the affluenza part. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Would the Holy Spirit, Katie, would the Holy Spirit convict one person about watching a, a particular show and then not convict a different person about the same show?
0: I used to think the answer to that was no. Um, But knowing my husband and knowing his heart and knowing his relationship with God and with others, we can watch very different things and have it not affect us the same way. Like, there are certain shows that I cannot watch with him. I just can't. The CSI stuff, I can't do it. Um, But that doesn't affect him negatively. So, yeah, I mean... I, I wish I could just make a blanket statement and just be like, this is what you should watch and this is what you shouldn't. I think it's more like what's age appropriate and then what's, what's nurturing and edifying you as a human being.
1: And so um, if, yeah. the, if the Holy Spirit convicts you of something and I continue to do it, there's no way around it. That's sin. I flat yeah, out believe absolutely. That. So if the Holy Spirit convicts me that a show is not good for me, but yet you watch the show Mm-hmm. And, and I, I trust that you, you, your relationship with the Lord. And so it's none of my business, whether God says, yes, Katie, you can watch that show or no, you can't because you're mm-hmm. a different person than I am. You have different struggles and strengths mm-hmm. than I do. And mm-hmm. so we've got to be careful of that. I think, I, I think yeah. I have been guilty of hearing somebody say, oh yeah, we love watching the show or we love doing this or that. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? You big sinner, you know, but yet for me, it would be sin for them. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be.
0: Yeah, I think it comes back to like, what do we want out of that relationship? Like, are we trying to close that relationship down or do we want that relationship to grow and why? Yeah. So if if we're, you know, on the religious legalistic side of things and we're just like, oh, you watch that. Like I've had this reaction, so I'm not putting anybody down. This is something that has come up in me before. It's like, oh, you, you watch The Bachelor? Ooh, I don't like that at all, because I have this perception that, they, that, the, that the guy always sleeps with the girls. That's sure. my perception. Sure. I don't know if that's true or not, because I haven't watched it in a decade. Uh, but I, it's easy for me to go there. And instead of doing that, like I have a friend who's a youth group leader, and she would watch that with her youth group girls. Oh, and I'm wow. like, wow, I, I don't know if I could, you know, what, what does that evening look like? You know like are they talking through the implications of giving away your body before you're married like physically mentally emotionally are we talking about that i don't know but that's not my thing i'm not responsible for that um and if we had a closer relationship maybe i'd bring it up but we don't and so i'm like you know um that's not my responsibility but it is mine for me and sure. am I going to
1: watch that with some girls? I don't know. Probably not. Gotcha. Probably not. <laughs> Psalm 101, verses 2 through 3. I'm, re- I'm trying to read through the Bible this year, and I just finished up Psalms. I'm in Proverbs now. And Proverbs 101, 2 through 3 says, I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to to me
0: okay so let's talk about what we would recommend (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right go for it because i'm out i'm out
0: okay the 1990s anne of green gables highly recommend that okay have you seen that one do you know what i'm talking about oh it's oh it's so good it's it's on amazon you want the one with megan follows you don't want the new one uh netflix put out or no yeah it was Netflix. They put out a new edition, and it's creepy.
1: And I was like,
0: "Oh, I don't. No, no, no. You just ruin something." (laughs) So, Anne of Green Gables. um, When my boys were little, they loved the Koala Brothers. Oh, it was so sweet and edifying, and it was like all about friendship. Um, Miss Spider Sunny Patch was one of the best shows I ever saw of an animation that brought together a husband and a wife to work things out. With they had like ten kids. Ten little buggy families. They were all adopted. And it was one of the best shows I ever saw. And of course, now I just I die laughing watching Veggie Tales. Do you remember Veggie Tales? Oh
1: yeah. I got the theme song stuck in my head for sure. For sure.
0: You want to sing it?
1: No, not really.
0: Then <laughs> <laughs> <Dead. laughs> oh, but I love I, yeah, those are super edifying things. And um We like real history. We love investigative history. So we lean towards that. If I was going to recommend something, I would recommend that. And of course, Doc Martin, because it's filmed in a beautiful place.
1: There you go. Well, we're going to wrap up the intersection of faith and culture today. Is there anything else that uh, we need to drag through the other side of the intersection there, Katie, that you can think of? Uh, Yeah.
0: Ask yourself why you're spending so much time watching something. Like just stay aware of that, how we're using our time. You know, our days are numbered. Um, And for those who are really suffering right now with COVID-19, like Ted and I were talking about this, and our hearts go out to you for real. And so we know that sometimes having a distraction is exactly what we need, but really being aware of where we're at. And if we're still connecting to the Lord about that, that would be my encouragement to all of us, including myself, just make sure we're still connecting to Jesus.
1: Amen. That's a good question to always ask. Should I be sitting here watching this or listening to this? And then... Be obedient to follow what the Holy Spirit says. So let yeah. me pray for us. God, thank you so much for this time that we've had just to come and talk. And God, you know I'm an imperfect person, and I'm trying to be like Jesus every day, and I know Katie is too. And, and Lord, I just pray you would guide us and continue to lead us and help us to make the right decisions. Sometimes, Lord, it may be a painful decision to say, no, I need to turn away from this even though I like it or my spouse or my friends like it. But God, other times I pray that you would help us to, uh, to see and learn from the things that this culture throws at us. God, I ask that you would help us to protect ourselves from judging others, because you may say we're not supposed to do something or like something or say something, doesn't necessarily mean it's the same for the other person. And God, help us not to look down on them and not to judge them and not to push them away, but instead bring them closer to you by our actions, our love, and our attitude. We Mm. love you, and we thank you. Thank you for this intersection we've been able to safely maneuver through. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Katie, we'll see you next month, and uh, we'll see what other can of worms we can open up.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Intersection of Faith and Culture, a PCM podcast.